On today's show, GM is reportedly planning to deploy thousands of self-driving Chevy Bolts next year. The Suburban is a profit machine for Chevy and our impressions of the all-new Hyundai Ioniq. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. A number of companies are testing autonomous vehicles out in the public, but only in limited numbers. By next year, though, GM will leapfrog its competition and deploy the largest fleet of self-driving cars out on the roads. Reuters reports that GM plans to test thousands of autonomous Chevy Bolt EVs in 2018. Most of the vehicles will be used by its ride-sharing partner, Lyft, which will test the cars in several states. And this is just another indicator that autonomous cars are closer to becoming a reality. Chevrolet is generally credited with coming out with the first SUV when it brought out the Chevy Suburban in 1935. But no one back then would have ever dreamed of how popular and how profitable those vehicles would become. Joe Philippi, an analyst with Auto Trends Consulting, estimates that the variable profit on a Chevy Suburban today is around $13,000. Keep in mind that GM's average EBIT profit per car in North America is about $4,000. But wait, there's more. Joe Philippi estimates that the high-end Cadillac Escalade Platinum Edition generates a variable profit of around thirty grand. It all has to do with manufacturing scale. GM builds its SUVs off the same platform as its pickup trucks. As Philippi says, quote, The Escalade is just a Silverado in an expensive tuxedo. Still to come, I'll look at the new Hyundai Ioniq. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by Yen Feng, experience in motion. Hyundai is getting set to introduce its first purpose-built electrified vehicle, the Ioniq. What's unique about the car is that it's offered with three powertrains, a hybrid, a plug-in hybrid, and a pure electric. We just got a chance to get behind the wheel of the car, and here are some of the highlights. And let's start with the hybrid. Under the hood is a 1.6-liter four-cylinder that's mated to a six-speed dual-clutch transmission. It's combined with a 32-kilowatt electric motor and a 1.56-kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery. That setup helps it achieve an impressive 58 mpg combined. And for an eco car, it's fairly peppy and wasn't sluggish even traveling up hills. It also features two drive modes, sport and eco, which switches up the dynamics for, you guessed it, sportier or more economical driving. It's a nice feature but it didn't really add much to the driving experience. The plug-in Ionic features a larger electric motor and battery compared to the regular hybrid. It has an estimated pure electric range of 27 miles, but unfortunately, we did not get a chance to drive this version. So let's move to the electric. It's powered by an 88 kilowatt electric motor and a 28 kilowatt hour lithium ion battery and has a total range of 124 miles. While the hybrid is a foreign car to drive, The electric was much more fun thanks to all that instant torque. It also features two paddle shifters behind the wheel that lets you choose between four levels of regenerative braking, 
The left paddle increases regen, and the right decreases it for more natural coasting. The interior of the Ionic is nice, but it's nothing spectacular. It's well laid out, and the touchscreen is responsive. There's good room up front, but in the back, it is a little cramped. And as we reported last week, Hyundai is aggressively pricing the Ionic. The hybrid starts just over $23,000. The electric starts a bit over thirty dollars but that does not include tax incentives. And the plug-in pricing hasn't been announced yet. The hybrid version starts arriving at dealerships this month. The electric follows in April in California. And the plug-in will be available later in the year. You know, virtual reality is a really cool experience. And if you've never tried it out, here's something that might be worth your time. Ford recreated, as closely as it could, a French film from the 70s called Cité Un Rendezvous, which translates to It Was a Date, where a man speeds through the city of Paris, passing by some of its most famous landmarks and breaking nearly every traffic law in the books on his way, just so he can be on time to meet up with a girl. This time around, the car is a Mustang, and it's a girl driving the car to meet up with a boy. But the great part is, like the original, there's no one talking or an underlying soundtrack. It's just the sound of the car's engine and the tires on the road. The full version of the film will be out later this month, but for now, there's a minute and 30 second clip available online. Coming up next, a look at how seats can play an important role in cutting weight from vehicles. Yin Fung Automotive Interiors transforms how people experience vehicle interiors by creating the next living space where look, feel, and function are seamlessly integrated. To open the door to tomorrow's vehicle interiors, visit Yen Fung Automotive Interiors at YFAI.com. Whether it's on television, online, or through social media, AutoLine knows how to effectively get your marketing message to the people you want to reach. Contact Stacy Eman today. Cutting weight from vehicles is critically important in order to meet stricter fuel economy standards. And every component is being looked at, including a car's seats. On last week's AutoLine After Hours, our special guest was Tom Gould, the Director of Design, Research, and Craftsmanship at the seating supplier Adiant. And he explained how seats can be effective in cutting weight from vehicles. What we find when we do... Um uh, lightweight seats. It has to do with the material selection and, and making sure that everything we we do is going to meet the current requirements, but also meet the cost requirements, because you and I have to afford these cars. So we do things where uh, we have different projects where we're looking into composites, and we can lightweight quite a bit with composites. Um, the, uh, the other things we've done is look at how do we make seats much thinner. Uh, if I can make a, if I can take an inch out of a front and rear row, uh, not only does that make that seat a little lighter, uh, if I work closer with the automaker in the beginning, we can take that, that those two inches out of the vehicle itself. The consumer loses nothing in terms of uh, oh, you mean space make the and whole make the whole vehicle two smaller. inches smaller. So if you take that slice out, then you're talking about some more significant weight saves beyond what the, just the seat is doing. But the one thing we found um, when we when we study what consumers are looking for in in a seat is that if you go too thin people will automatically look at it and say it doesn't look comfortable it doesn't look safe even though it's just as safe and comfortable as the next seat we're very comfortable with the things we know mm -hmm. and that's that's a hurdle we have to get over 
And that's why some of the uh, uh, opportunities we have with vehicles where early adopters are a big part of their, that segment, that's where you go uh, with your ideas to try to, to kind of bring those into the, uh, the spotlight. You can watch that entire discussion right now on our website, autoline.tv, or just look for it on our YouTube channel. That's it for today. Thank you for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.